Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. Today we are doing a first insight. We're talking about four different pieces to what's coming up into the nerd world. So we're going to be talking about Moon Knight, Morbius, Multiverse of Madness, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So with that, I've got Scott, Will, and Micah. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Thank you for having us. Yes, but that is part of the plan, Jordan. That was Will. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. I, not, 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 not get out of here, you scamp. Get out of here, buddy. Not to confuse everybody and make everybody think that it was actually Micah who gave us the Bane impression, because that would have been fun. All right, I want to start this whole conversation with what are your expectations for Moon Knight? You know, we're like a week away, and so for that, like, what are your guys' thoughts as we are approaching Moon Knight? What do you want to see? What are your expectations? Do you think this will be something a little bit more connected to the MCU? There's some things going out right now saying that it might not be. It might be more kind of self-contained. And, like, what would you like to see with it? Let's start with Micah. Yeah, um, so if you follow our TikTok channel, uh, cheap plug there, um, I actually <laughs> did I did a uh, prompt about Moon Knight last week, and I think Marvel's going to kind of test the waters with the series. And what I mean by that is they're going to – it feels like they're going to go a little bit darker. They're going to go a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more um, kind of the DC route with things, which is okay because they haven't done that yet. And from everything that I've researched and talked to some of my fellow nerds about, they say that Moon Knight is similar to Batman, but Marvel, right? Like kind of like the same, like not exactly the same, but like kind of the Batman of the MCU versus the DC. And not the same story by any means, but kind of the same superhero vigilante kind of Dark Knight kind of thing, but not. Um, so that, and then also, I uh, Jordan, I've heard the opposite a little bit, that they are they are going to connect it to the MCU. And I also heard that uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo is supposed to show up as a cameo in this series, uh, The Hulk. So, yeah, so we've talked about that a little bit between me and you this past week. We were sending uh, messages back and forth. I actually read an article today saying that it's, the whole plan is to keep it self-contained and that it's going to be like not connected, but I mean, it's sitting in the MCU, but it's not going to be that connected. And they're going to, from what someone was saying, it's going to be like the Iron Man for phase four. Like they are going to pretty much scrap a lot of other things. They're not going to try and do this deep interconnected, like, Oh, I got my powers because of Thanos and the snap, or I'm related to Iron Man through this connection or this, like they're going to kind of cut everything off and start a whole new branch and, and go its own way. And I mean, Either way, I think it's going to be good. I think that they're going to try some new yeah. things. And so yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be amazing. I think that it's going to be completely different than what we're used to. I think it's going to be mysterious. I think it's going to be dark. It's going to be um, very much um, just something new. Like I think they're it's, they're almost taking like a Loki approach. We didn't know what to expect with Loki, and Loki ended up being a fantastic series. So, um, what what, did you, what do you think? Uh, what do I think? What do I think? All right. So, hey, I'll raise you another cheap plug. Uh, you guys should check out Comic Book Club. I believe that's going to be our second issue uh, uh, on Podbean. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to that and hear our thoughts on the recent Moon Knight uh, series. It's going to be full of plugs. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. Don't, just don't pull the plug. Don't. We're not pulling these plugs. I'm not pulling uh, anyway, these plugs. Um, these are good. So I am. I am intrigued with the character. Um, we read the Midnight Mission story for context, uh, and I, I just. I'm hoping the show gives me more context for the character. I know Oscar Isaac is brilliant. And this is a role that um, he really probably hasn't done. Like, I mean, he's done solid in Ex Machina, Star Wars, wh whether you guys like the sequels or not. <laughs> um, Dune uh, as uh, 
Father Atreides or whatever. I highly recommend seeing Dune, especially on an IMAX if you get the chance. Uh, so I know he's going to bring some like gravitas and just some weight uh, in this. And everyone's just going like, we'll always plug an IMAX over here. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I'm not as hyped about this one, if I'm being honest, guys. Like, I, I think I, I, I'll echo some of your things. I do think there's going to be, because Marvel cannot help themselves. I think they're going to connect it to the MCU, even if it's like something as easy as Daredevil going like, oh, he's not the one with the hammer or like the billy clubs, like in uh, Hell's Ooh. Kitchen or whatever. Um, which that will segue into my next uh, thing. I think this is Disney Plus's way of starting to do the Marvel Netflix way of the shows because Moon Knight is pretty dark based on what little bit I we've read and what little bit I've looked into him. I don't know if he's quite vengeance yet like Batman, but uh, I know uh, if, if it wasn't for his suit manifesting over him, his uh, laundry bill would be astronomical with all that white and all the blood on it. <laughs> well, I want to play off something. So you said yeah. that you could see like Daredevil showing up. Would you rather see Daredevil or a Matt Murdock like him oh. bumping into him on the streets as he's kind of like running down the street and like I bumps was... into him or something? I was more saying that this would be like sort of how Daredevil kicked off on Netflix and that like this would be like the first dark four, four okay. way. But yes, I would absolutely adore seeing him again catching a break going like, oh, hey, sorry. I'm just, I'm just uh, a good really lawyer. Good guy. I'm just a good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a good lawyer over here. He's like, cool, I, I could use that. I just beat up like 10 guys and vampires. Can you help me? I got, I got a suit. And then post credit scene, She-Hulk is the uh, attorney uh, going against them. <laughs> Yeah, I think that some of that kind of context would be really cool. What about you, Scott? Yeah, I think I don't have any expectations on Moon Knight. Um, to be honest, like the only experience I have with Moon Knight was playing him in the Clash of Champions mobile game. And um, I died with him all the time. Like, he sucked. So, <laughs> so I just didn't like his character and how they did it. So I'm kind of coming in kind of how I came in with like Hawkeye, like kind of coming in with low expectations and then um, this hopefully being blown away. Uh, and even to piggyback on Will, just the idea of um, just the idea of it being more grittier and just kind of, especially for being on Disney Plus, which Disney Plus is pretty, you know, you don't really see a lot of gritty stuff from Disney. So just kind of seeing this change in tone, just kind of curious how that's going to set the pace and set the mood for future uh, projects outside of Marvel uh, within the Disney um, umbrella that's going to have more grittier stuff. Absolutely. I think that for this one, I, I'm my hopes are really high at the moment. I hope that with this specifically, we're going to see a little bit more that darker Ghost Rider kind of feel that this will open up the door to allow characters like Ghost Rider, Daredevil, uh, Morbius, Blade, like, for these guys to really shine. Because I feel like this kind of area has... I mean, the last time we touched Blade was, what, 2003? 2002, something like that. We had, we had like, Blade yeah. Trinity. It was, it, it's been almost 20 years. And so, when we, you don't really have those vampires, when you're not really seeing that kind of stuff, and you're not seeing the darker side of the MCU, you're seeing a very comedic version of iron man you're seeing a little bit more of thor being like hey like that i work with that guy and and like you see more of that comedic i think that you can play some sarcastic comedy in here but still get that darker more gritty i mean daredevil on netflix was phenomenal 
I, I don't think that anybody can argue that one. I think that that one as a whole, as a series, just it was amazing. It was beautiful. There weren't very few, or there were very few times where I sat back and I was like, this like was slow at any point, like slower than what this show kind of, cause it took its pace. Mm-hmm. But I think for this series, like Moon Knight, it, it's going to flourish. It's going to really build as a show. And I think that it's going to help kind of set the pace for really for phase four moving forward, because we've had mm-hmm. a lot of shows that kind of were still reminiscent, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and even Loki were still kind of reminiscent to the MCU. WandaVision started to kind of trickle out and like even Hawkeye still had a lot of MCU, like very much big ties. And I think Moon yeah. Knight can kind of separate itself and say, you know, there's your bigger heroes, but then there's going to be more your self-contained, like, I'm just in New York just fighting crime, doing my own thing. I happen to get the powers of a god from uh, Egypt and, and did my thing, but I'm going to mm-hmm. be fighting crime if they do the Midnight Mission storyline, which has been really good so far. And we're talking about that in Comic Book Club here in a couple of weeks. And so, you know, I, I think that those will be really cool to see if they do it right. Um I do want to tackle on this question, too. So they have the picture of Mr. Knight. And so I want to know from you guys, what kind of voice are you hoping to hear from Mr. Knight? We were talking about this, uh, me and Will were, and I think that this is going to be really cool to kind of, like, before this show comes out, what do you guys think he's going to sound like? Because each of his characters sound different, and he's got different uh, personalities that he's going to jump from. So are you thinking, like, more high-pitched, more rocky, more, like more deep voice like like what do you what do you think that mr knight's gonna sound like let's start with uh scott um yeah i'm not sure um maybe we'll sound like mario from super mario i don't know <laughs> oh so like chris pratt yeah like chris pratt that's what yeah. it sound like oh yeah, you mean star lord nah uh oh uh emmett emmett actually oh, emmett. There we go. okay there we go. more emmett yeah yeah i got you yeah, yeah. well what what do you <laughs> hope that mr knight sounds like well, I'll just say, uh, as being the resident single guy on the podcast, Poe Dameron's got a sexy voice. I'm sorry. You can censor that. Put Steve Rogers saying language over me over there. I don't care. Like, I could see him going like, oh, I'm Mr. Knight, and how can I help you? And I'm just like, oh, Poe, man. Because, like, there's a lot There's a lot of thirsty women, like, just with that, with him rolling up his sleeve, like, showing his, like, vascular veins that people are going nuts over. And I'm like, uh... Did like 2020 really screw us up that bad? Guys, that a vein on someone's arms getting you hot and bothered over here. That voice is going to be good. And then the other one will be probably be like uh, when he's in the Moon Knight, the suit, it will be kind of like a riff on Batman just to keep it simple. Yeah. Michael, what about you, bud? No idea. Um, the human side of him in the trailer, he seems a bit paranoid. I mean, he split personalities, obviously, but like I think maybe that frantic. You know, like you're talking about high pitched, maybe English accent. Um, yeah, it could be anything, but I think that he, uh, like Will said, he's a super talented actor, and so I think he could pull off anything. Like, uh, <clears throat> I think it's crazy some of them British actors who do American roles. It can like, oh, they kill it with the accent. Yeah, Hugh Laurie, the guy that plays House, right? He's British, thick British accent, and he plays an English doctor or American doctor in house and like you could never tell unless he was like on a late night show doing an interview or something. Have you seen uh Grey's Anatomy? No. So there there's a an actor, he's Scottish or Irish or something like that, and he plays this guy named Owen and he has this really thick military kind of like US accent kind of thing. 
but when you hear him in interviews like very thick scottish accent and i'm like whoa did not expect that from you like these guys their their voices are done really well i i think it would be really good because for me having read the books mr knight is more that religious leader i think it would be really cool if we got like a princess bride moment where he's like twelve and mowage like he just kind of like gets really high pitched i think that'd be really funny if he beat someone up like rolled his sleeves up and he's like it's time to kick your butt and like he just like beats the crap out of someone with a high-pitched voice very uh like deadpool reminiscent i think that would be really funny so all right so let's move let's move over to the next piece that's coming out morbius morbius dropped a trailer and they said hey we're coming out in january and then they didn't (laughs) so with morbius coming out supposedly and we're gonna put big air quotes here supposedly on April 1st, which, Micah, you said earlier you think this might even be an April Fool's joke on all of us. What are your expectations? What do you hope to see with this? And do you think it's going to be a good film? Are you asking me? Yeah. Are you starting with yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I honestly don't know what to, to think. Uh, I'm not huge on on Leto, period. Like, he's, he's just a different guy. He's a different actor. So you're not saying he was um, the best Joker? No, absolutely not. Um, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> um, but I think he's talented enough that he'll do a great job with this this movie. Um, when I think it was when I saw, <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they drop the original trailer like when Eternals came out? I think so. Like, yeah, of, mm-hmm. yeah. So we went and saw Eternals in theaters, and you know we saw this trailer, and we're like, wow, that's a Marvel Sony. It actually looks good. It did. It looked really, really good. And like you said, Jordan, it came out or supposed, you know, I think it was supposed to come out like January 20th or something. Yeah. I think, I think it was 28th because that was the weekend that I I got ordained. Yeah. So like they, like every other project, like I, I went and saw the Batman a couple weeks ago or like opening weekend and like DC revealed like all these films that are coming out this year. And then Jordan, he was off the dome. Yeah, and then Jordan, you called me the next week and said, Will kind of told me that they pushed back and they moved all these movies around and it's like this big puzzle of like, so I never know when a movie's coming out. Like, same thing with Doctor Strange, right? A bunch of Marvel movies got pushed back, but Doctor Strange, I think, was supposed to come out in February, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And was, now it's coming out Was it May. February or was it early March? I think it was February. Okay. I think it was like, yeah, I think it, was, I think it might have been end of February, beginning of March. I felt like it was coming out at least sometime around now, but... So anyway, all I have to say, I saw the Morbius trailer back in November when Eternals came out, and then uh, they just dropped another, like the final, final trailer of it. It looks really, really interesting. I'm not, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not the biggest, like, vampire fan, you know? But, like, this movie looks interesting from the perspective of him being a doctor, and of course, Michael Keaton's in it. Like, come on. Like, Michael Keaton at his age is crushing it, and... Um, I didn't realize I, how know, old I, he was. Yeah. So I, I think I asked you, Jordan, or Will. I, I don't remember who, but like the, you know, who is he going to be in this movie? Like, is he, because cause in Spider-Man Homecoming, he played the vulture, right? And he went to prison at the end of that movie and he didn't, he didn't die or anything. So I'm like, huh, I wonder if he's going to be the vulture going into this movie. I mean, but, that was the, sorry to cut you off there, Micah, uh, but, um, when they first revealed this trailer, because I think they released uh, this first initial trailer right before COVID hit and all this stuff. 
the big reveal, like the, the post credit scene for the trailer was that Michael Keaton was there and everybody's like, what does this mean? What is going on? But he is supposed to be the vulture. That's what's implied, at least anyway. Um, but... I was I was talking to a friend last week at work and he's a big comic book, you know, Marvel, mm-hmm. DC, Star Wars fan. And he was telling me that it's supposed to be a variant of the vulture. You know, we'll see. <laughs> but but I'll I think back, back in like 2019 or whatever it was, like... I think um, Tom Holland signed on to do what six Spider-Man films, three for Sony and three for Marvel. Something and, of like, that nature. You're kind of getting this big, you know, like whole Sony verse versus the Marvel Spider Verse, and like it's it's getting really confusing. And like I've also heard that both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are supposed to make cameos in, in Morbius. So like it could be anything goes for this movie. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's a fresh movie with a fresh perspective. It's Marvel. It's Sony. And after No Way Home, I don't think they can do anything wrong with with that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna play off that for a quick second. Would you be upset if Sony played with the whole MCU, but they focused on Spider-Man characters and like Marvel kind of guided them through it? And you got like, hey, they're MCU films, but they're more Spider-Man films, but it all sits in the MCU. Like it's it's still part of a a socially or like not socially, but like a connected universe where it's all MCU films connected wise, but they're only connected through Spider-Man. Like that's the only time you'll ever see like big, big instances is through Spider-Man movies where you'll see like, Oh, Hey, like I was, I went and I beat the crap out of Craven the Hunter or Venom came in and I, I did my thing against Tom Hardy's Venom and maybe they make like a quick nod or a reference or something, but it's not going to be like impacting on like a Venom movie won't impact Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, None of the big names, but like through Spider-Man, you may see something or if you hear a reference to, oh, yeah, there's this giant alien. Oh, maybe I could go put my symbiote all over the alien. And they'd be like, no, that'd be a bad idea. Like, would, yeah, would you yeah, be OK so with that? I, I yes. After watching No Way Home and how delicate how delicately they um, handled both uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and like brought them redemption to their stories and their movies and their, you know, you know, they potentially set up a, a third Amazing Spider-Man. They potentially set up a fourth uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Like, and the fact that they're going to continue that and move forward with that, I think, I think I'm I'm completely cool with it. Like, if this was 15 years ago, I'd be a little bit more concerned, right? Like, back when the you know the early 2000s and they were just trying to throw everything against the wall to stick, try to make stuff stick, and it didn't, right? So they got a little bit carried away, especially you know towards the end of Spider-Man three in 2007. Like now they've built rapport with people. Sony's being cooperative with, with Marvel and vice versa. I think that I don't think that <clears throat> I, I, I don't think that Sony we're getting way off topic, but I don't think that Sony will like ever sell the rights to Spider-Man to Disney. Maybe, maybe one day in my lifetime that'll happen. But right now they're playing nice with each other. And I think that Jordan, what you're saying, I think that I would be cool with that. I would be totally cool with that. I think that it's going to be, but back to Morbius, like I think, Anything goes. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be different. Um, it may be his best movie ever. Who knows, right? Like, he could just knock it out of the park, and, like, we could walk away from that saying, man, why, why haven't we got this up until this point? So, yeah. Scott, what do you think? What do you think of Morbius? I'm going to kind of take a step outside of the whole comic book, MCU, Sony-verse, and really just say Twilight really screwed up vampire movies. <laughs> 
I say that, and I say that because I feel like ever since Twilight, there hasn't really been a really good vampire movie. Uh, Universal tried to do their uh, dark, uh, the dark universe with all their uh, Universal monsters, and they had that Dracula Untold, and that bombed. So seeing Morbius and looking at it, like I think it looks great. Um, I'm kind of skeptical because even though I think Jared Leto is a great actor and he does great stuff, I feel like sometimes when he, you take these characters like a Joker or a Morbius, he, because of his method acting, I think he kind of takes it to a high art thing. And I, sometimes I feel like some movies you don't need to do high art. Some movies you just have to do it the way it's written and kind of into the essence of the character. Um, and I think that was kind of the big issue with um, his portrayal of the Joker in Suicide Squad was I think he tried to do his own like vision of Joker and kind of really put a lot of cool high art into the character, which I appreciate, but I felt like it just fell flat. Um, so I'm not really I'm not really looking forward to the movie because I'm very skeptical. Um, as much as I love what Sony and Marvel did with Spider-Man No Way Home, I also was not a big fan of the Tom Hardy Venom movie. I definitely was not a fan of Let There Be Carnage. Um, so, I, so it's kind of like, a, well, you know, they got that right. Hopefully some of that magic mojo they did with No Way Home can kind of rub off a Morbius, or is it going to be kind of in the pre-Marvel camp and it's going to be, you know, a flaming turd? Um, so I'm not sure, but at least the movie looks cool. I mean, the vampire elements look pretty cool. And I mean, if this becomes a hit, I think that that's going to only speak volumes and more excitement for a Blade, even though there's already big buzz for Blade coming back and seeing Blade back on screen again. I think if Morbius does well, then I think that's going to kind of be a huge boost to when we get, the, um, when we get to see Blade. Ah, you saved the best for last over here, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so I'm going to try to play off of everything you guys all said. I think where we left Spider-Man off at the end of No Way Home did it so elegantly that you, you could, in theory, do the Tom Holland stuff very, very separate from everything going on in the MCU. I mean, that's the intention. Nobody knows who he is. Everybody knows and loves him. Yada, yada, spoilers. That movie's been out for a while and actually came to Plex and uh, on demand early. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, another shameless plug over here. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of echo Scott's sentiments. I, I, I'm okay with the first Venom. There's some silliness there, but I'm like, all right, this is what we have to do a little bit since we're not doing the exact origin of it this is fine and then let their carnage came came out and the one redeeming thing was the postcard scene and now that we've seen that that was just a whole joke and spit in our face uh it's kind of like he said this movie looks like it's gonna be a turd in the wind and then just the marketing has been all over the place like there's a, a spider-man image from him in the video games graffitied all over there's the oscorp building from the amazing spider-man like i think i can maybe be okay with it if this is what Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was doing when he got stuck in our universe. So maybe some things got displaced and that's what happens. But I think that would just totally derail this movie when we're trying to tell an origin story for Morbius uh, and all this other stuff. Um, Michael Keaton showing up. Uh, I'm, I don't know how much that's going to weigh in, but it looks like based on this new trailer I've seen that he's going to kind of be like, uh, uh, oh goodness. Why am I? Uh, 
Odin. Odin, what's his name? Uh, the actor. Um, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, looks like he's gonna try to like play off of that, uh, like Silence of the Lambs esque stuff, like showing them like, hey, like, are you, are you gonna be the good doctor like you've always tried to be, or are you gonna embrace the dark side like I've ha- I've done when I uh, stole Chitari Tech and all this stuff. I also I love Matt Smith at being a Doctor Who fan, and he looks kind of like to be the main antagonist in this. Um, I just like to see him get work and do some fun stuff. And uh, I don't know, I think this movie would all be worth it if it's still kind of connected to the mcu as if blade shows up and just cuts his head off and we end it i also just say i don't like jared leto as an actor uh if i'm being honest here like he i know he can do great work um he does have good performances but like if you've seen house of gucci like he was auditioning for mario he's like it's me i know i know i lost the the topic over there but like the dude runs a cult yeah he's in 30 seconds to mars i'm i'm not crazy about it i i I'm going to see it once and the joke will be on me that they, they took my money when I went to go see it. Sorry to be so negative for once on the podcast, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll turn around. I love that you guys are all the, the general consensus is we don't really care for Jared Leto. <laughs> like that's kind of like, that I, mean, I, like I said general consensus because the, the majority here is that because I don't really care for Jared Leto either. I'll just say, state that. I, well, know, I, I like Jared Leto. I thought he was good as Paul Allen in American Psycho, especially when Patrick Bateman or Christopher or Christian Bale hit him with an axe in the head. That was the best part. Right there. <laughs> right there. In the, right. the fact that we Hear me out. put Hear an me axe out. in his head is the best that, part. But Blade. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's all these different pieces to it. And, and I think Morbius, this movie, it just looks like Sony's finally going to do something right. Like, does that make sense? I feel like... The first three Spider-Man movies with Sam Raimi were good for their time. I don't think they stand up visually because our technology has just gotten so much better that you can see the problems when you go back and rewatch. Um, you can see the problems in the very first Spider-Man when he comes down when he's wearing a ski mask and he comes down as a fully dressed Spider-Man when he's going after Uncle Ben's killer. It's like that's such a huge mistake. I trust that. Or at the end of the film when he's on the literal highest point in New York City and he shoots a web and flies off. It's like, what did he grab? Like, what? What? And my favorite is when someone said, because I saw a picture and it said, what on earth did he grab? And someone said, Uncle Ben. And I'm like, oh. But then you, you have well, that's the... How we got his, that's how he got his everybody gets one rule from Family Guy. He's like, hey, Peter, everybody gets one. Remember that. Everybody gets one. <laughs> so we have that. And then you have... The Amazing Spider-Man films with, with Andrew Garfield, and I, I think those were good films, but they fell flat when you didn't finish it, and you didn't put them into the MCU. You didn't, you didn't continue finish to build the story. And then you have this restart, and Spider-Man's more MCU now. It's not this whole Sony screwing things up, and I feel like Sony kind of botched Venom by not having him be a Spider-Man origin story. I think that that really hurt them. I think that like any character, like they're they're already talking about doing, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's gonna as a Craven. yeah as Craven. And I'm like, you already had him as Quicksilver. Do not reuse him. Like I don't care how good of an actor he is. Do not reuse that character or that actor for this because if you want to bring him into the MCU, if that is a huge character, and if you brought him in there, this is this will just I feel like it's gonna fall flat. But with Morbius. Uh, 
I'm going to play off of you on that. Aaron Taylor Johnson is kind of a chameleon, dude. I was watching The Kingsman recently. I don't know if you like that series, but it's a prequel. Uh, had no idea he was in the movie. And then, like, halfway through, like, he shows up. I'm like, whoa, what in the world? And then in, in – uh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to censor me because this, this is what the movie's called, Kick-Ass. Like, he pulls off the nerd well. I just – if he pulls off the craven, I could see him like getting lost in it with like the facial hair and all that. Well, and, and I'm not, I'm not hunt. upset that they chose him for his acting ability. I'm upset that they're going to use him to play another MCU character or like another Marvel character if it ever changes to the point that they bring him into the MCU. Because now it'll change how Wanda feels, mm-hmm. unless they they fix the whole Ralph Boner thing. And that, that's just my thought: is that if you're going to do this. But but back to Morbius, I think that Morbius is going to be one of those really beautiful pieces that that Sony is going to do. And so I'm excited for it. I will actually be going and seeing it as soon as it comes out. I'm like really, really stoked for that one. Guys, hey, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back here in a few minutes. Hey guys, Will over here with the Nerd Talk crew. We want you to mark your calendar for April 13th for something really exciting. Not any crazy cool comic book releases, but the release of our comic book club. What's Comic Book Club? I'm glad you asked, Chick. Comic Book Club is where the Nerd Talk team is coming together. We're talking about the current books that we are reading, whether it's Marvel, DC, IDW, Image, Dark Horse, you name it, we're reading it. All of our listeners can listen with a premium membership on Podbean for $25 as a lifetime membership. Members also get exclusive content and a chance to be a part of the show. And so we really encourage you guys to join us as we are opening up our new segment called The Comic Book Club. All right, guys, we're back, and we are talking about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Now, we're going to preface this that Will has not seen a single trailer. He is trying to go in with uh, blinders on, making sure that he gets to see this with fresh eyes. He will not be spoiled by anything. Uh, I actually sent him something, and he was like, dude, I'm trying to stay away from this. So we're going to talk about not the trailer, but what we would love to see from this, maybe it's characters that could show up. Maybe they, you know, there's, there's a ton of different characters that have been in different movies and alluded to and characters we would like to see. So we're going to go ahead and just start with what are your expectations of this film and who would you like to see in Multiverse of Madness? And I'm actually going to start with Will. Oh, goodness. Uh, okay. So though I have avoided trailers... I have seen a poster and a certain Union Jack shield was shown on a cracked thing. So right off the bat, I want to see Captain Carter. Uh, I mean, Haley Atwell hasn't really had too many speaking roles in the MCU uh, since What If. And uh, even then, I think her last talking bit was maybe an Age of Ultron, our favorite. And I don't think it's been brought up today. So boom. Yeah, I got it, I think. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, Boo. Um, I think it was also an Agent Carter, which was after Age of Ultron. Gotcha. I actually was listening to our uh, Boba Fett episode today, and I heard that I got to drop the, the shameless plug for Age of Ultron, and Will got upset. So I'm glad that you got up this time, Will. Yeah, hey, uh, you, you beat me by one second. Uh, another, uh, oh, another <laughs> somebody great give him quote the trophy. From Age of Ultron. Another great quote from Age of Ultron. Anyway. Um, uh, so that's right after that. I want that. And just kind of like, let's, if we can, let's, let's get a lot of those what if characters in live action that we can. Like, I, I would like to see like a sillier Thor. Um, I don't know. Ew, I, I mean, they've already said they weren't going to recast T'Challa um, and all that. I was about it, to say, but, you don't expect to see Star-Lord T'Challa. Yeah. 
yeah, th- though you, you never know. Maybe that could be them testing the water seed. But uh, I think they've already said much that the state and all that aren't gonna aren't gonna go for that. Um, the diehard Marvel fan in me, and also I think the Marvel fans who hate on DC would love this uh, Squadron Supreme showing up. Um, they are a parody of the Marvel universe of the Justice League. Uh, Hyperion, Dark Night, Nighthawk, uh, Power Princess, just they are all parallels to that. Um, and just if we can, like, let's do some since we got Wanda in there. Uh, I mean, she does have ties to Magneto. I would like to see Michael Fassbender's Magneto in this too, because I know there's like rumors of X Men and other stuff showing up, but I, I'm trying to stay away from it. I'm trying to stay away from it. Just I see, I see thumbnails i'm like no get off get out of my feed not interested but uh you guys take it from there uh, that's about all, all i can think about yeah scott what myself. about you bud uh so you know the one thing i loved about dr strange is just the the visual effects like i thought the visual effects were very like tricky uh mind-bending so i'm looking forward to seeing more of that um and just how much it can kind of help uh bend reality and perception um, as far as who I would like to see, I'm thinking, um, you know, it would be nice to see Alligator Loki. I think I heard a rumor that they're going to make a series based on Alligator Loki. Well, they're like, doing a comic book series for him. He's getting like a 12-part yeah. comic book series. So let's, let's get Alligator Loki in there. Um, I'm, I have a theory, and maybe it's wrong, but because, again, like when you think about, when you talked about a woman in T'Challa, and I know we're not going to use them, and that's kind of dumb, but then how do you address the issue of T'Challa being gone when the next Black Panther movie goes? So what if they did something with everything going on that something happens in Wakanda, and you don't even really see him, but it's kind of, but that kind of becomes a jumping-off point to when we get to Wakanda forever, that when all these you know, different dimensions were happening, all these fractures were happening, that um, something happened, he got, either got sucked in and they don't know where he is, or something came out and he died all suddenly. Like, something like that where you can kind of go, ooh, and then kind of, in a way, write the character off in a way, because you can have, I think with Multiverse of Madness, you can make it very complex, and you can kind of easily kind of tie that end up and, and kind of go from the story from there on, like, what to do next. So just a theory, but, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to, just seeing, you know, what type of stuff's going to happen and the more of the visual effects. I'm going to play off the, the Black Panther piece. So I had heard that because in the blip, that five-year gap, that M'Baku became the new Black Panther in that time, and then Shuri became queen instead of becoming queen and black panther she took over the like the the queen role that that leader and then for their their champion mbaku comes in and that's how they're going to merge their two kingdoms together so that way they have the fighter but they also have the monarch and i was like oh that would be kind of cool like do some some backstory to it and then say like hey he was on a, a a diplomatic mission or if like as realities are colliding he just happened to die in a casualty piece like he was he was protecting uh wakanda and ended up dying like maybe him and mbaku were together and you just just do the digital effect of the suit and you just see him like fall in battle maybe like just a quick like hey oh my gosh like this happened and that's how you start wakanda forever i think that would be kind of cool i didn't even think about that 
is that there's just that reality that as they shift together. So, yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Micah, what about you, buddy? So, when we did an episode last fall, um, kind of previewing, like, fall into the winter months with, like, um, I think it was Hawkeye, Eternals, and No Way Home was, you know, the three main things that we were discussing. And I think one of the big concerns that I had with Spider-Man No Way Home was that I didn't want them to overdo it. Yeah. Right? Because there was so much stuff that they were going to pack into two hours and 40 minutes or so. And my concern, or I should say the same concern I have, is a concern that I'm going to have for Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Um, I feel like it's going to be a great film. I feel like I've waited for five years for this because 2016 was when he had his first solo film. Um, I've waited. I've waited long enough. But my big concern with this is that they're going to get too carried away to the point of where people were, they're going to lose people, right? I've already planned to like go see it the first night and then go see it the next day. You got like the whole weekend already planned. You're like, I'm going this day, this day, this day. Well, I feel like you're going to have to see it two to three times to understand, um, you know, what's going on. And like, originally I think it was slated for three hours and I think now it's like two hours and 48 minutes or two hours and 38 minutes and they're still doing edits and whatnot on it. But like, my big concern with that is that they're going to get too carried away. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with Scarlet Witch in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, not going to give anything away for Scott. Or not, I'm sorry, not Scott, but Will. Um, but, like, all the memes and stuff where, you know, she's talking about, you know, that doesn't seem to be fair. Like, I feel like she's going to be the scapegoat in this movie and Doctor Strange is going to get off. You know, sort of like how... Doctor Strange, you know, kind of took the fall for Peter in No Way Home. I feel like in this movie, Wanda's going to take the fall for Strange. And, you know, you're really going to see some see some stuff hit the fan um, with both Wanda and Doctor Strange. As far as, like, people showing up in this movie, I mean, it's, it's obvious that Wanda's going to show up because just kind of how they're... How we saw on the, the trailer that, Will, you have seen... And um, at the end of WandaVision, how she's kind of in that position, you know, like Doctor Strange is in Infinity War and just like, you know, all these things. But as, as far as people that are like I, I kind of want to see, like, I, I don't know. I've also heard that, like, there's going to be more cameos than there were in Avengers Endgame. Like, yeah. There's supposed to be more cameos. And Avengers Endgame was three hours and change, right? Yeah. So, like, if this is going to be two hours, 40, two hours, 45 minutes, like... That's less time to put more people in this movie. So, like, I don't know if they're going to be Easter eggs. I don't know if they're going to be in the background. I don't know, like, if they're going to be variants, if they're going to be actual people. Like, anything's on the table at this point. Because, like, if you if you even go back to Loki and kind of how they kicked off the, the multiverse, um, you see just kind of how, like, the universe is just, like, almost imploding because of all the things that's going on. It's like a radioactive disaster. And so... Um, I think anything's on this table on anything is on the table for this movie. But I'm I'm very concerned and I'm very I'm very like hesitant at the same time. Like and Will, you and I talked about this the other day and we're gonna do this on another episode, but like when I went and saw the Batman, I'm a huge Batman fan. My biggest beef with the Batman movie was that it was three hours long. Right? And so like 
The difference, though, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is that, like, they built to this movie. There's going to be different things in this movie. There's going to be different characters that we know in this movie. Um, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just concerned, you know? Like, Doctor Strange is such a great character, and they've done such a great job of building him throughout this whole, this whole season of phase, um, the phases, yeah, sorry, yeah, phase four through, you know, to present, like, they've done such a great job, like, Jordan, as you talk all the time about sprinkling him in. Yeah. Like, now he's on his, not on his own, but, like, it's his movie again. And so, like, I don't want them to, I don't want him to get lost in his own movie. <laughs> kind of like with Civil War, where Captain America, there were so many other characters, it was more of an Avenger film than it was a Captain America film. What were you going to say, Will? Oh, one second. I was muted because I snacked. <laughs> My bad. Uh, you nailed... You, you you nailed it with with, with, the, with Thor's hammer over there. I just this is finally his second outing, and we're doing multiverse stuff. Don't get me wrong; he's magic, and like they even tackled it in his first movie that like oh like there's boundless possibilities over here, Stephen Strange. But like I don't know; I, I kind of want to see more conflict with him and Baron Mordo. And as much as I like love that Sam Raimi's here, and we are doing multiverse stuff, and it could get creepy and fun and all that. I just. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I just don't want it to get too overly complicated and co- convoluted when we barely have gotten to know Steven on his own because he's, he's been playing off of other people or just barely getting to do stuff in his own. He, he just barely had his own solo adventure. And the multiverse for that matter. Yeah. Like we've just started the multiverse. Yeah. For me, I think that this movie's going to be phenomenal i think that the the whole aspect of breaking over open this multiverse i hope they don't leave it where it's we broke it open but we're gonna have to fix it i hope it kind of leaves this big cliffhanger at the end where what are we doing next like i like that that wanting more and that we're not going to get more for a little bit because the next two films are love and thunder and then wakanda forever and i I really want them to just kind of lay it all out for me and just like have me on the edge of my seat being like what happens next? Like, I, I need to know, like, what what are we doing next? Like, come on. And I, I really hope they do that. Characters I would love to see specifically show up. I want to see Deadpool. I want to see some X-Men kind of show up. But I would also love to see Doctor Doom and Galactus. I think that even if they glimpse, they go into, like, a universal spot where they, like, kind of peek into their universe. And, like, even if they do just some sprinkling in... I think it'd be really cool to see an actual Galactus, not the really crappy version that we got with Rise of the Silver Surfer. And I would love to see Silver Surfer as well. I'd love to see some of these characters. I'd love to see the way that we can bring them in without, you know, botching them. There's there they they really screwed up Galactus with with one movie, and I think that they botched uh, Doctor Doom in the the Fantastic Crap movie that came out in 2015. And so I think that these are some films that could really be kind of shown the, the characters could be shown some better light and they can really do some, some awesome stuff with them. That's what I would like to see. Now we're going to go ahead and shift gears. Oh, go ahead. No, real quick before we go to, we go to Kenobi. Do you, wasn't the theory in no way home that like when, um, towards the end, the final battle scene, like when Dr. Strange is kind of holding the sky together like is that was that like kind of keeping the multiverse from coming breaking that was that was an original thought that i had i thought that that was going to be the the shattering point and that it would kind of start 
the multiverse of madness and he was going to have to try and figure it all out from that point sort of after loki and them have kicked it off and yeah like everybody's kind of like hey we're all like making our little breaking points and then like that was the shatter and that you just see across the sky that's what i thought was originally going to happen but they kind of unless they they unpack that a little bit better that's that's what my thought was so we're going to go ahead and shift gears now we're moving over into star wars this is still a Disney area, but in May we are getting a series called Kenobi. And so with this, Micah is super, super excited. So Micah, what are your thoughts? What do you hope to see? Any specific characters from Star Wars lore that you want to see or any specific storyline you'd like to see? Uh, what are your thoughts? What do you want to see? So I've been recently deeply, deeply in the trenches with these side series like I finished Clone Wars. I just finished Bad Batch. I just started Rebels. Um, like, I'm deep into the Star Wars like universe right now. Um, and Jordan, something you mentioned briefly on the Boba Fett episode a couple weeks ago, we, you know, you talked about how it's more than just the Jedi, right? And the Jedi and the Sith. And some of these side shows have done such a great job of telling the story of like. Some of these people are really going through like a depression, right? So there, there's slavery and there's, you know, things going on in different parts of the galaxy where people are like legitimately suffering, right? And like trying to just make it work for what they have. And, you know, since, you know, growing up watching the original trilogy, growing up when they released the prequels, and then seeing, you know, Revenge of the Sith and seeing what happens with Anakin and seeing how they kind of left that. And then you get like, okay, the twins are born. They're separated at birth. Yoda's going to watch one, watch over one. And, and Obi-Wan's going to kind of watch over the other, you know, Luke and Leia. And then Vader just goes and, you know, destroys the universe, you know, as a, as a, as a bad guy, right? But like, we never got that story post episode three before episode four. I mean, we got Rogue One. But we never got that conflict where Vader's kind of chasing down Kenobi and Kenobi's trying to chase down Vader. And like, I've wanted that forever. And I really, really hope that we get, um, we get that with the series. And I think we will because Hayden Christensen, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's all in with the series. And so is Ewan McGregor. Um, I think that this show is just going to be absolutely stellar. Um, I have high hopes for it. And uh, as my friend, work chad shout out to chad chad says that obi-wan is just too beloved for them to screw this up so um you know i'll you know i'll stop rambling and gushing over this series but like he did will did you see the kenobi trailer hello there yes i have yes i have so (laughs) i didn't want to say anything about the trailer no, Kenobi. Okay, so I'll tell you the three right now, and just for our podcast listeners, which now they're all going to troll me now. Uh, it's yeah, this. Three. It, three. There's three. I picked three that I, I, I'm trying to avoid. The, uh, Multiverse of Madness, okay. like that we just discussed. The Flash, which has now been pushed back, which is going to make it even harder now. <laughs> sure. Because um, I think my theory for this is now that um, the Batman did well. There might be reworking some stuff or doing some reshoots. I don't know. And uh, Spider Verse Two; those are uh, the three uh, in my mind. But Kenobi, there, hello there. So, so with Kenobi, with the series, like, um, my friend Rich at work sent me the trailer. I was sitting at work, popped up on my chat at work. And he's like, 
Kenobi trailer just dropped. I'm like, what? And so I turned it on and I watched it once and I just sat there. I just sat there in awe because the John Williams, you know, the dual fades came on and I was like, yep. And so I ran across the hall because Chad, my friend at work, is right across the hall from my office. He has his office and I have mine. And I'm like, did you know that the Kenobi trailer was coming out today? And he like, he just screamed and I screamed. And like, there's a classroom right next to our office because we work at a, we work at a university. <laughs> and their door was open. And I'm like, they had to have heard us. But because it's we're fine. Like, Wait, Kenobi's out? <laughs> they probably didn't care. So um, Chad pulls it up and he's like, dude, you got to watch Rebels. You've got to watch Rebels right now. So like, <laughs> listeners i finished clone wars i finished bad batch i just started rebels and i'm like they um what's the bad guy's name the inquisitors not, what is it they're the inquisitors yeah but the other guy the main well didn't you just say it is it darth maul no no not maul oh. um the fifth the fifth brother the the grand inquisitor uh i think Asian it's the Callus. grand inquisitor okay grand inquisitor so like when we saw that was that the guy in the trailer yeah, that, that's one okay. of them. And the fifth brother shows up. There's a lot of yeah, inquisitors. So anyway, all that to say, like, we saw the trailer. I watched it with him and he was like, you've got to watch Rebels now because I guess he's in Rebels. I haven't got that far yet, but like, I've only watched a couple of episodes. So all that to be said, like, I, I just think that this is just going to be a great show that fills a lot of void between episode three and four. Um, and it's going to be amazing. Scott, what do you think? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, he's done. Yeah, that's it. No, um, no. I mean, it's good. I like it, and I think you know, being not being a big fan of the prequels. I mean, I enjoyed episode two, um, and then episode three just kind of ruined it for me. Um, so I think just having this series out is going to hopefully bring redemption to, <laughs> to bring redemption to this whole. I can't believe you said that. I cannot believe you said that three ruined it for you. Most people, most people don't believe that number two was any good. They're like, it was like love and sand, and that was like the the whole story. And I'm like, I mean, I stand by number two. I liked number two for the longest time as one of my favorites, and then number three. I think number three was just beautiful. I thought the I thought the chemistry between Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman was awful. I couldn't. I, it was not believable. Scott, you're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. You're you're going down a path we can't follow. Yeah, I can't follow you down this path. You took her from us, Scott. Who would have ever thought she would have became Jane Foster in Thor? Well, I think that's kind of George. That's a little bit on George. He's not an actress director. Like even uh, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford uh, have said back in the day, going like, "George, we're going to tie you up and make you read your own lines." So, that, go ahead, Scott. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, so I think hopefully this will bring redemption to the, the prequels, which I'm looking forward to. As far as who I'd like to see, you know, and I'm, I can't think of his name, but two months back, um, since I'm a Amazon Prime member, I get all these, like, free games through Prime Gaming, and I happen to get a free copy of Jedi Fallen Order. And Ooh. I just started is that his name? And I, yes, and, I, and and just and I'm I'm not so far in it. Like I'm really just starting it, but I've already seen that, you know, he's on the hologram with Obi Wan Kenobi, and I'm thinking, you know, if he shows up, 
you know, trying to move some of the stuff we're seeing in the video games and stuff into this and see that character. I, I would be, I'd be all for that to see it. Will, what about you, buddy? And it comes down to me. Ah, uh, goodness. Uh, so, as you guys know, I know this is going to be shocking to you. I'm a comic book nerd over here as well. <laughs> All right. They did an awesome Star Wars run uh, where it takes place uh, between four and five. And then now they're doing between five and six now. But uh, Luke finds Obi-Wan's old journal. And I think that is like the groundwork for this. When I first, when I saw the Entertainment Weekly cover of him, I'm, I literally started scouring for the covers and I'm like, that looks almost identical to what we're doing over here. So I mean, I kind of want to see some recreations of that because he has a uh, uh, run-in with Black Chrysanthemum. I mean, I mean, they just made that suit, so I think there's a you can get another use out of it if you really want to recreate that. Um, I mean, uh, I almost don't want a, a Luke in not Luke uh because we, we, we're seeing Luke. we already saw him he's just going like he's doing his whip he's doing his nay nay on top of uh uh lars homestead but I, i'm excited for amp Peru, man this is gonna sound silly but i i really want to luke luke <laughs> her call him I, it's time, time to get your blue milk so you can be a strong jedi one day um i know that's very silly um but some uh, some uh, some things i'm surprised you guys didn't say I want to see Qui Gon, man. Like that was, I like, was the gonna big say thing that. at the end of, end of Revenge. I, said, ah, I, 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 one second. I beat you by one second. You did. Have you all <laughs> seen? Have you? Hey, have you guys seen the meme where uh, it's it's um, Obi Wan looking in the binoculars and like it, it's it's the top picture is him looking in the binoculars. The second picture is Jar Jar Binks and the <laughs> he's third waving, holding the lightsaber. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that one too. Well, the first one I saw well, was him to, waving. He, he had to fix his mistake because he, he's Darth Jar Jar, as we all know from that f- fun fan theory. But I want to see Force Ghost Qui Gon, and it, it's even like maybe a Force projection of like him and Yoda, so that we, uh, so they can because they, they had to keep talking, right? Or maybe he goes to Dagobah, just some like reconvening, going like the Inquisitors, Master Yoda, like that they've they've turned against us, some, something of that sort. It's like mm, defeat them, we. Must. I don't know, just. There's other stuff going on. I, I definitely want this to be as mu- self-contained as possible. But if we did get nice little nods here and there, I wouldn't mind it. People are also speculating Ahsoka may, might show up. Uh, so that you might even get another younger actress playing her. Maybe Ashley Eckstein gets to put on uh, the little Twi'leks he- headset and gets to protect him or Rosario Dawson because she will have been like a, a young woman at all at this point. I, I don't know. Uh, there's just so much possibility here and Obi-Wan is like flawed like even in that journal and just based on what I'm seeing here like he is like wow I literally trained the guy who has taken over half the galaxy and I have to live with that on my shoulders for the rest of my life but he's going to find some redemption in Luke as we all know. Yeah I, I'm excited to see where they're going to take this series. I, th- I started thinking about that uh, the Obi-Wan journal as well. I thought this would be a really cool way if like each episode is kind of like a journal entry and he talks about kind of like what he was doing in that time. I also hope that it kind of ends with a I got hurt and I just have to kind of re-figure things out because th- there's a line in New Hope where he says, the last time I saw you, I thought... I left you for dead or something of that nature. But, and we were like, Oh, like the it's opposite. Cause Obi-Wan left you for dead. And I'm really hoping we'll see something where he like evades Darth Vader, but Darth Vader kind of thinks he's dead. 
I think that would be a really cool way to to kind of end that series or, or whatnot if this is just a solo outing. And this could be a season one, season two situation, kind of like Agent Carter, um, where it's just two short seasons. I would love something like that, but I, I'm so excited for this series. I think it's going to be awesome. So guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. It was a lot of fun to kind of see what our thoughts are moving forward for the next few months of content that's going to be dropping. For all of you listeners, make sure you check out our comic book club coming next month. It is a $25 subscription, one-time fee on Podbean, but we encourage you guys to get that. You're going to get some exclusive content, and we will get you guys even potentially on our new episodes of Comic Book Club. Guys, we will catch you here next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>